It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto and Marion Mosem. On this week's episode, uh, we have our announcements from Austin. In the Android Basics section, we're going to talk about two things. We'll talk about file management and different file management apps on Android. And we'll also talk about battery management and optimization. In the In Focus section, we're joined by Kyle Hunsberger from Gone Mad Software to talk about the Gone Mad Music Player. And that's our app of the week. And Austin will be demonstrating that later. And finally, our Android journey section this week comes from our own Marion Mosen. Good evening, guys from the UK. How are we all? Hello. Doing Everyone. well from here, um, Edward. It's a nice day. Actually, kind of a little bit on the cloudy side, but oh, we're going to be maybe like 52 degrees today. So nice day going here in the central part of the state of Washington. You well, Austin? It's a very nice day in India also, but it's getting hot now. Summers have started. Yeah, it's a bit overcast here. It's a bit, a bit, a bit, uh, a bit sunny, but uh, yeah, fairly, fairly boring weather day here in London. Austin, let me turn to you then. What announcements have we got this week? So before we start the show, there is a little depressing news. Uh, some hours before we could start the recording, there was a news that Japan is hit with a 7.2 magnitude earthquake. And our prayers and support are with our Japanese use listeners. In the announcement section, we have got a very big announcement. We have started our YouTube channel and the link will be on our website and also in the show notes. And all our old episodes as well as all the upcoming episodes will be uploaded to the channel. Great. Thanks, Austin. So that's just one more way you can keep up with us along with uh, the website, your favorite podcast clients, uh, Twitter and Telegram. You know, YouTube is now is now an option if that's your preferred uh, consumption method. So do check us out on there. In our Android basics section this week, we'll talk about file management. You'll know that one of the really big advantages of Android is that you can very easily transfer content onto your device by uh, connecting it to your PC and it shows up as a drive. And when you uh, copy things into certain folders, that's where they'll be when you disconnect your uh, device from your computer. But what's the best way then to manipulate them on uh, your Android device? What's the best app to use? Uh, what do you want to accomplish? Uh, Mariam, I know you've got some views on this. Do you want to kick us yeah. off with your experience of file management on Android? All right. So actually, file management is one of the best things, as you mentioned, that actually Android has. So there are a lot of file managers, and every single um, phone comes with a file manager. And every company does have a certain file manager dedicated to this company. For instance, where you have the Samsung file manager, where you have the Google file manager, which comes with, with the Pixel phones. And also, we do have, uh, do we have OnePlus Austin file manager? Or we don't? Yeah, we do OnePlus file manager also we have. Yeah, so cool. And actually, recently, companies put out their file managers in the Play Store to give people opportunity to download and install those file managers and test them 
themselves. So the first file manager I've ever dealt with was the Samsung file manager, and it was working pretty well until recently. So the Samsung file manager is pretty easy. It has a really, really simple layout, and everything that you can do is definitely accessible without any unlabeled buttons since I've actually started using it since like 2014. So what the problem here when it comes to accessibility with Samsung File Manager is that if you want to copy or remove multiple files at the same time, when you select every single file, the screen reader loses focus and it jumps to the first item or it actually jumps to you know the, on t the top of the page which is definitely annoying if you want to you know finish what you're doing quickly but on the other hand it works perfectly fine without any problems and here i'm gonna talk about the google file manager and i think warren you know doesn't agree with me when i say that google file manager has a little bit of stupid things actually sorry and what Google File Manager did to me was unforgivable. So I do love Google File Manager, and when I first installed it, I was definitely completely satisfied with what it does. But then, just a month ago, something happened, and I was definitely dissatisfied, and I decided to not use it again. Or rather, you know, not use it regarding cleaning. So Google File Manager contains three tabs i think the clean uh and the share and the um what's called there's another tab so the clean tab what it does is it gives you a possibility to actually clean um the things that you have on your phone if you do have you know multiple copies of a same file or anything like that so what google file manager did to me it told me that I do have two copies of, you know, more than one file. And I, okay, I believed it. Uh, even though I was pretty sure that I've already deleted those. So, I deleted all the files that it told me there were, you know, additional. And then, I didn't find anything. So, that's when I decided to not use Google File Manager in cleaning at all. Which definitely is bad. <laughs> Okay, Miriam. So, are you done? You know, ranting about the Google uh, Google File Manager and uh, it's oh, time for I'm not, but I'm just giving you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dear. Okay, so here's what's going on. Um, I happen to be, you know, coming from the other side of the aisle, and that's to say that I like Google File Manager, and uh, here's why, and here's how it goes when it comes to using Google File Manager, but before I talk about that, though, I want to talk a little bit about the history of file managers when Android got started. You know, back in the day, um, the king on the hill was the S File Explorer, ES um, File Explorer, or something like that. And for a long time, they were the go-to file manager because when Android started, there was no file manager, so it gave room or gave rise to all these uh, file managers and. Uh, S-File uh, Explorer was 
they want to go to. And every time someone installed or set up an Android device, you know, the thing was, hey, make sure you install the S-File Explorer. Now, over the years, I think it was maybe in 2014 or maybe 2015 that uh, they got sold. And then those guys started putting some, you know, malware and stuff like that, or, you know, tracking stuff. And so it fell from being the favorite. So um, I think it was in 2017 or 2016, I don't remember. I tend to be the historian, but sometimes I forget my dates that the Google Files Manager came to us. What was it, 2018? It was, it was called uh, Files Go. You know, that's the name it was called by. It was File, Files Go. And the whole idea was intended for the uh, Go, uh, Go phones, uh, you know, like the Android uh, Go phones that didn't have enough. And so you have things like YouTube Go, Maps Go, Assistant Go. And that was the whole idea. It was not in, intended for phones like yours and mine. But then, you know, it got adapted by even people who were not using the Go phones. And so Google changed it from Files Go to just Files. And so... So here's what happens when you bring up files. I want to bring up the file uh, manager, you know, the files here by Google. Files. Let's look at it a little files. bit. Files. Show navigation menu button. So when you when you launch it, you hear it says show navigation menu. And if I tap on that, we have open feedback file settings. Share offline fast share 669 MB. Stay saved. Share offline fast sharing with other files users. So you can share files offline settings. And then in the settings, settings navigate up button. here's what we have. Settings. Clean, edit, and list. You can clean. Notifications. Choose which notifications you get. Hidden suggestions. Browse, heading. So there's the browse. Clear search history. Clear searches made on this device. Pause search history. Temporarily hide searches made on this device from the search history. Switch off. Show hidden files. Show files that are used to run Android and apps. Switch off. Save folder. Share, and that save folder is what I call the porn folder, <laughs> whatever. Your name, tap to send your name. Other settings, heading. About files app. Okay, so that would be in files, the settings, settings area. Now, here's what I like about files. Now, when you do that clean, though, um, what you want to do with Google Files is that you want to put the things that you don't want cleaned Um in your favorites or in your save folder, for instance. So if you scroll down, favorites. you'll find the favorites save folder. and you find the save folder. Now, if I go to favorites. my favorites, I think favorites. I, I put Navigate something up, in there. I'll underscore the underscore and install underscore Samsung underscore talkback underscore and underscore replace underscore and underscore with underscore Google underscore talkback dot docs. Favorite file 17.30 KB from March 6th. So this is the one that I got that, you know, Austin sent me and I put it in my favorites. Now, I could also put that in my save folder and Files. the save folder, save folder. Um, Enter when Enter you launch your uh, save folder, it's going to ask you to create a pin for it. I do want to say here that when you launch this and you get to the files, you have to double tap. Live to type does not work. There we go. So I am now in my save folder. So you want to put your things in here that you don't want to, you know, accidentally clean because what Google files, when especially looking for the cleaning of your files, is looking for 
duplicates and things like that and uh, uh, things you don't want to ever get touched. You want to put those in either your favorites or in the save folder. So as you can see, it's a really nice uh, file management and you have the two tabs at the bottom there. You have the the clean and the browse. So when you tap on the browse, then you can go. You can go through all of that and um, clean up or, you know, browse the things that you want. You can move them to whatever and just file basic file management. And that's what these uh, Google files do. So uh, if you're looking for a clean file uh, manager, this could be one of them. Although my favorite is the, uh, what is that, Solid Explorer? Hey, so before we move on to that, I just want to point something out regarding the Google Files Manager. Um, so actually, when I rename uh, my files, Google Files Manager doesn't realize that. And that means it doesn't refresh itself, which is bad. And it makes me doubt myself. So I actually went to another file explorer. And it showed me the files renamed as I actually renamed them. So it sometimes actually, you know, messes things up. And it definitely has some advantage as well. So I definitely yeah. do agree with you. So could that, I still hate it. Miriam, could it be that after renaming, though, you need to refresh the folder? Because uh, all file managers would do that. If you don't refresh that folder or exit out of it, um, you're I not going to see the, the change. Um, so let's see if that's that's the case. So I'm going to I'm going to go in here in my favorites. I'm going to rename that Austin sent. Okay, so. One selected 17.3 OKB. Okay. More options. Button. Pop up window. Open with and list. Deselect all. Move to save backup to Google rename. So I'm going to call it new dog. Voice input. New dog. Done. Keyboard hidden. New rename. New dog dot docs. Edit box for rename. Okay. Button. File renamed. Clear file select. New dog, 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 favorite file. Yeah, so there it is. You know, it, it actually works. Yeah, it actually um, works when you rename it through the Google Files Manager. But what I did was that I renamed the file through another files manager. And I made sure that it's actually renamed. And I connected uh, my phone to my laptop to make sure it's renamed. But Google Files Manager didn't actually... And good thing you talk about, you know, uh, the computer, because we also need to touch lightly on that. Now, so if you have a phone, this is one of the goodness that Edward was talking about when it comes to Android file management. So if I were to use my computer in managing my files, what I would do is to plug my phone to the computer with the USB cord. I just... Charging started battery level 80%. So I just plugged it in and it says it's charging my device. So by default, when you hook up your phone to your computer, the default mode is charging the, uh, the phone. So what you want to do, if you want to do file transfer, is to swipe down with two fingers from the top of the phone. Notification shade, 10.26 a.m. And that brings us to the notification shade. And what we're looking for here is an item that says, Android system charging this device. So I'm going to find that part. 
Daily deal Samsung frame QLED LED 40 degrees. Clear sky. Sunrise. Spotify. Dining Android system. Charging this device via USB. Collapsed. So that's where we want to tap. Collapsed. We tap here. USB preferences. Navigate up. Button. Once we tap on that, we have a series of uh, radio buttons here. And what we're looking for is the one that talks about file transfer and auto or something to that effect. Radio button not checked. File transfer slash Android auto. Radio button not checked. USB tethering. Radio button not checked. MIDI. Radio button not checked. PTP. Radio button checked. No data transfer. So you see, at the default, is no data transfer. Radio button checked. This device. Okay, so what we want is the file transfer. Radio button not checked. USB tethering. Radio button not checked. File transfer slash Android auto. Checked. So when you do that, you could hear the sound changes on your computer, disconnects and reconnects it in the file transfer mode. And so it will then show up on your computer the name of your phone and when you tap on it, or I mean, when you click on it on your computer and your file management on the computer, if it has both the internal and SD card storages, you will see both of those storages in there. But if it's just one single internal and doesn't have an SD card storage, all you're going to see is the one that says internal storage. And so you click on that and there you can manage your folders and files, you know, copy them to your computer or copy files from your computer uh, to your phone via the USB. So very good, Marion, that you brought that, or Edward, you talked about that earlier. So it makes sense that we let people know how to go about managing files between their computer and their phone. And that will be my little thing about that file manager. Thanks, Warren. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about some of our favorites. You mentioned Solid Explorer earlier. Why do, why do you like Solid Explorer? Now, so Solid Explorer, and the reason why I like Solid Explorer, it has uh, support for like FTP and all kinds of stuff. And also, it happens to be the very first ones that kind of understands uh, how scope storage works. And so... Um, if you're looking for a good file management, that is the one to go for. And it's not free. It gives you like a 14-day trial. And after that, then you can uh, buy it. I think it's either $2.99 or $3.99. I don't remember. But that's one of the reasons why I like uh, File Explorer. I mean, a is solid that a file lifetime Explorer. subscription or uh, it's like an annual? No, that's just a one-time payment. Oh, cool. Yeah. That sounds good, and it's certainly always always highly rated in the charts if you look up uh, file managers. I quite like Total Commander, which has been around a long time. It's a it's it's a solid app. It's highly customizable. Um, I think they're a bit conscious of bloatware. So if you wanted to do certain things, you have to install plugins, which are from the Plage Store, so you're not sideloading anything. But for instance, if you want to add a third-party service, a total recorder, uh, like OneDrive, like Dropbox, uh, like Google Drive, you, you need to install the relevant plugin. I guess if you don't have all of those services, you might quite reasonably not want that functionality in the app. 
but like uh, Solid Explorer, you know, that supports FTP, secure FTP over SSH, um, it'll support network shares. You can send files to people over Wi-Fi, regardless of what device they have, as long as it has a browser. Uh, and it'll it'll zip files as well as unzip them. So that's a nice, that's a nice free option. Uh, it will tell you it has ads. It doesn't. That's just the way it interprets the plugins folder. But if you want a free powerful, albeit a little bit fiddly uh, option than Total Recorder, uh, Total Recorder, sorry, Total Commander um, uh, is is what, uh, you know, I, I enjoy using. Uh, Marion, what, what have you settled on now you've fallen out with files by Google? So I'm using right now Explorer. It's a really highly customizable uh, files manager, and it gives you also some really advanced uh, things if you actually want to, you know, change some settings regarding what do you want and also the sorting if you want to sort folders, sort audio files and some things like that. It's actually really amazing. You can also zip and unzip files and share via Wi-Fi as well as create a text file through the app. It's cool. That sounds good too. Is that free? Yes, it's free. Completely free, actually. Yeah. yeah. And Austin, what are you using? I use the default OnePlus file manager. It's very simplistic. Not much features, but it comes with the phone and it gets you done if you have some basic requirements. Does the job. And that sounds good. Yeah. Well, so, you know, something I wanted to check, though, before we go, it, um, I wanted to see, I'm going to go rename that file with my solid explorer the um the file that i named dog or new dog and see if the files from google would understand that solid explorer when it says app icon in solid explorer that is to navigate the top or whatever okay so i'm gonna go to my internal storage uh, let's, let's change this Disabled column value doc.docs 16.89 KB March 6, 2021, 951. Okay, so I'm gonna rename this. And what shall what shall we call it? Action overflow button. Mm. Action rename. The fight. Call it the fight. I call it the fight. The fight with Miriam. Done. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful name? Okay. <laughs> All right. Now that I've renamed it to the fight with Miriam, I'm going to go to uh, the Google Files Manager here. So I'm going to internal storage. Let's scroll up, scroll down. March download, eloquences, download, just now. Download, selected. The fight with Miriam, dot dot, 17.5. Ah, there you go. There's the fight with Miriam. Yes, the fight with Miriam. Don't poo-poo my Google Files Manager. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it nice to fight with a lady? But guys, don't do this at home. (laughs) (laughs) Good advice. I do want to mention something before we end this subject regarding the um, Samsung Files Manager because it's a really pretty cool feature. And as far as I have seen, it doesn't exist in other Files Manager. But 
you know, correct me if I'm wrong. So since, um, you know, all the Samsung files that have got an Android 10, and they have actually updated the One UI, the file manager has been updated. So once you delete a file, it actually gets saved and or it moves to a trash that actually, you know, remains for 15 days. And then it gets deleted permanently, which is pretty cool, actually. My favorite um, file explorer, you know, the solid one. When you're deleting a file, it will ask you whether you want to move it to the trash or, you know, oh, permanently cool. delete. So you could choose to do either. That's amazing. I think yeah. I'll be using that one. We'll see. It's a nice file manager. Excellent. Well, that was a really good discussion. So plenty of choice for everyone out oh, there. Even if you like your default file manager, you might want to see if some of the ones we've talked about offer any functionality that you're missing out on. Next, we want to talk about battery management and battery optimization. Um, what do you do about those apps that are hogging your, uh, your, your battery requirements and draining your phone more quickly than you might like? Warren, do you want to take us away on this one? It's a nice subject matter to talk about because you got your phone and now you're wondering, you know, what's eating that battery? You know, who is eating uh, whichever one of your files or apps is eating that battery like a kid in a candy store. And so it's time for us to look at the battery management and see how to manage your, which ones to exclude from eating your battery. So I'm going to bring up my... Um, we're going to go into the system settings where we find the uh, uh, battery management. And this is where that shortcut maker would have come in handy, wouldn't it? So I go into open settings. And now I'm going to go to where it talks about battery. Connect absent notification. Battery 81 displays. Battery 81%. About one day, one hour left. Battery. So when we open up the battery, battery, here's what we got. Search settings. You could search. Open feedback. More options. Button. 81%. About one day. One hour left based on your usage. And list. Apps are running normally. Phone has typical background battery usage. Okay. Battery saver off. You can turn that on, most especially if you're out and about, out in the woods. You want to turn this on so that it restricts uh, the background, some of the things that are constantly checking for notifications and things like that. You could turn that on. Adaptive battery on slash extends battery life based on your phone use. So mine is on. If you tap here. Adaptive battery. Navigate up. Button up. Adaptive battery. Search settings. Open feedback. Adaptive charging, charge steadily over adaptive battery, extends battery life based on your phone use, switch on. Adaptive charging, charge steadily overnight to preserve long-term battery life, uses alarm to completely charge by vacuum, switch on. So I could plug this overnight and it will slowly charge my phone and, you know, up to like six o'clock. So the trick is that you have to plug it in, I think before nine or at nine o'clock or something like that. I don't remember to extend battery life, adaptive battery may reduce performance and background activity. Notifications for some apps may be delayed. Okay. I'm going to go back. Um, battery. Full charge lasts about one day, 10 hours. Screen usage since full charge, one hour, four minutes. Battery usage data is approximate and can change based on usage. 
But here's the part that I want to talk about is found in the more on the top right corner. Now, it may be different in some other devices. I'm demonstrating this on my Google Pixel phone. Um, and the tendency is that this could be a little bit different in other phones. Open more options button. Pop-up window. Battery usage. list. So when you tap on the more options, there's something that calls battery usage. That's the one I want us to take a look at because it breaks down how much each of your app uses. Battery usage. Navigate up. Button out of list. So let's see here. We got 81%, 100%, 50%, 0%, 12 hours ago, one day left. Battery left estimate is based on your device usage. And list. Battery telegram used for 28 minutes, 4%. So I used it for 28 minutes and that thing at um four percent eti eloquence ets two percent okay pixel launcher used for nine minutes one percent files by google used for seven minutes one percent Bipneed, used for six minutes one percent navigate up button so you, you you understand what, what goes on so it's showing the apps that i have used recently and how much of those, uh, how much of the percentage of my battery those things are eating. Uh, so if you go in here and you see that a particular app tends to use too much of your app, then you could decide to restrict it or maybe set the restriction at a certain time of day and things like that. Um, this is something you can go in and play with. Uh, we could do a whole episode on this if we wanted to because it's very lengthy, but I just want to give you a quick overview of what this thing does. And that will be my little thing about battery management. Thanks, Warren. And, it, and it's really useful to go in there and just have a look at what your apps are doing, because you will get some surprising results quite a lot of the time, apps taking up way more battery than you think they should. So thanks for showing us that. Now in our In Focus section, we're joined by Kyle Huntsberger from Gone Mad Software to talk about the Gone Mad Music Player. I would like to welcome Kyle from the Gone Mad Music. I have with me today, Marion and Hello. Austin Pinto. Guys, meet Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Austin. Hello. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Well, Kyle, we want to welcome you to Blind Android Users, and it's so exciting that you were able to join us today. We've been talking about this over the few past weeks, and um, that day finally is here. And so we have a few questions that we would like to ask you, but I think that Miriam, the young lady, has a burning question that she's been burning to ask you about. Yeah. And so, Miriam, you want to ask Kyle <laughs> that question? Yeah. So, okay, when I first actually saw the the application on Play Store, I was just really curious about the name because, you know, if you see a different name on Play Store, you just get kind of, okay, does that sound good or not? And sometimes for me, as a person who loves to try applications, like, okay, that sounds like a different thing. So how do you get the idea of this different name? Yeah, I, I get that a lot. So it started off back in, you know, back when you first trying to establish an online presence in like the 2000s and stuff, um, I had, you know, trying to think of a name, I'm not very good at that. So I had uh, been a big fan of uh, kind of the, the new metal scene and stuff. And there was a band in Florida called Gone Mad and that kind of stuck. Uh, and then when, you know, I started joining like the IRC chat and whatnot, um, you're forced to use a name. So I was like, let me just use that. And I kind of got known 
has gone mad. And then when I would be playing a game, you know, they need an alias. So I just use gone mad. And then over time, I, I'm never good at coming up with names for my personal projects. I'd always name them gone mad something. Like I wrote a media library that interacted with Winamp and I was like, gone mad media library, um, GMML. Uh, the, and then when I got to the, the point of doing Android apps, a music player, I was just like, oh, I'll just name it after myself. Cause at that point I was, I was gone mad. Um, you'll see me, you know, when I'm typing out, it's usually GMMP or whatever. Um, so I, it, it, it takes a long time to say, but you know, and when you type it up, just four letters. Um, and that's kind of how I got that name. Also the, uh, I was going to say the coming up with, with app names, you always have to worry about the legal aspect of it. And like you said, Gone Mad is not a, it's kind of an odd name. So on my quick searches, there was no, <laughs> there's no Gone Mad anything. So when I created an LLC for my app, just for, you know, the, the little protection I get there, I was like Gone Mad Software and then Gone Mad Music Player. Um, and also it will just, like you said, it's, it's odd. So it's not like a standard name. So maybe catch from people's interest. Yeah, it does actually. So actually, was it, was it your first, you know, app that you put out on the Play Store or you've actually developed anything else before? Uh, it was my first app. I, I'll go into how I, how I kind of created this app. So my reasoning behind it, I had, you know, I, I have a long history of doing software development, but I always wanted to get into Android development. And this was like 2020, uh, 2011, around there. Um, I didn't have an Android device yet. So I was looking on online, I found this five inch Android tablet that was, it was running <laughs> Donut. So this is 1.6 and there was not much of a selection for Android apps at the time, um, for especially music players. It was a 500 gig player or, you know, tablet. And the default music player came with only supported 32,000 songs, um, oh, no. which if you have a programming background, you can understand where that limit comes from. A 16-bit integer can only hold 32,000 different numbers. So they, for whatever reason, they limited it to that. And 500 gigabytes, you know how that can be a lot more. Um, so with that frustration, like I, I had so much more on there. I was like, you know, let's, uh, I wanted to get into Android development. So I'm like, I'm going to give myself a challenge. I, I looked on, on Google's documentation, saw the media player APIs. I'm like, this is not that hard. Um, so I gave myself a challenge to you know, create a workable music player in a weekend. And if you go to my blog, there are probably 15 or so posts that I blog throughout the weekend. You know, I kind of closed off my schedule. I wasn't married at the time, so I didn't have to worry about dealing with the wife and kids. And by the end of, I started on Friday night, uh, by the end of Sunday, I had a workable player with a, you know, built-in, I called it a playlist at the time. It was a queue, a library, and uh, I was able to play play songs. And uh, I kind of just continued from there because there was a, that, it was an Ar Arcos device. And on the forums, a lot of people had similar complaints. So I started posting on there maybe like a few weeks later when I had a little more workable version and kind of, like, I honestly just, forgot about that for a while and this has kind of sparked up that memory but that kind of got them there there's a few users really into it so they kept on downloading give me feedback and then it just kind of evolved into that uh music player and uh that i put on the play store probably a half year later and now we have 3.0 that just came out uh, about a month or two ago uh, so kyle i kind of go back to uh 
when I first came across GunMad, and that was back in 2013. And uh, of course, at the time, I had just gotten my Samsung Galaxy S4, and we were taking a trip as a family across the fam- uh, across the country. We were going from the state of Washington to Ohio, and I used that player. Um, but then the good thing about that player that really thrilled me was the crossfading feature that seemed to be the only one at the time that had it. And then also the fact that it was totally, completely accessible with my talkback, you know, uh, the screen reader, a sublime person talkback that I used. Now tell us about how you came about making that accessible to blind people and if this was such a difficult um, undertaking to make it uh, accessible. I'll be honest, it was a complete accident that it was as accessible as it was. Basically, when you're creating the UIs, there are just, you have a bunch of fields, you set the properties and stuff. And there was a field, it was like content description. And the IDE I was using to develop, it's like, you should populate this. I was like, okay. And, you know, not really knowing what it did, but it, it's easy. It's just, you know, a small little description of whatever the UI element is, uh, a, a UI element that a user would care about. You know, who cares if it's a background? No, you don't. You don't need to know what the name of the background is or anything. But um, yeah, I did that, and then the, the forum that I guess a lot of the blind users that uh, I guess had contacted me, someone from there, and pointed me to that, and I found there's a whole community of users that were, you know, <laughs> really into this player. So get, being able to get feedback from them, because you know, me not being a blind user, I don't like. I mean, I've used Talkback before, and that alone is probably the biggest difficulty is just trying to navigate with that on there. Um, Especially I get it on. I'm like, how do I get it off? Um, But yeah, yeah. So going through all that and then, um, you know, users reaching out and, you know, once I was made aware, I made that kind of the forefront of whenever I'm doing the same with translations as well. Um, I want to make sure when I'm adding something new that I'm getting it as translated and as accessible as possible. Uh, The, the original, so let's say, we'll talk about it later, but like the Gaumai Classic, that UI was pretty straightforward, not as much dynamic stuff. Um, so as long as I, you know, defined it in, we define the, the UIs in an XML file. Um, as long as it's listed there, it's great. But in uh, the newer 3.0, there's a lot more dynamic user interface stuff you can do. You can add custom buttons and actions to your now playing screen. Um, and a lot of that stuff is just done on the fly. So I had to make sure that every single button action icon had a description that goes along with it. Um, so, so that's kind of, that's kind of how all this happened. And, you know, like, like I said, once I was made aware, I'm more than happy to, to do whatever I can to support you guys. I had a user reach out uh, during the beta of, of 3.0 about a, um, one of the newer UI elements that happened to be a third party um, library that I was using and it wasn't, wasn't working too well. Um, so I was like, all right, let me look into it. There's only so much I can do because it's not my code. But uh, fortunately, um, going on GitHub, saw that someone else had reported the bug and I just had to update the library. And sure enough, it worked. The user was happy and everyone, everyone's good. That's what we really like. great to consider accessibility when you're developing stuff. Because I know a lot of developers just, you know, either don't care or people or blind people don't reach out to them and say like, hey, hey okay, this is not accessible or there are some buttons that aren't labeled or anything. So I really, really 
like do appreciate this because it's something that every single developer actually needs to consider when he's developing something because you know now we can as blinds download anything through a play store and install stuff and it's definitely you know really important to do that i completely agree and uh i've always gotten a lot of the feedback i've got from my users is like wow you respond really fast and stuff like i don't like seeing unread emails so it's like i always encourage my users yeah. to reach out don't like if you have something to say to me you know don't do a comment on the you know review on the play store because you can't really have a talk through a review that you just edit back and forth toss me an email post in the forums i have a discord set up if someone wants to come in to, to chat on there so um i'm more than welcome to to talk to users and honestly half of the features on there were requests from from users i i used to be a little more picky with how i listen to my music but nowadays i'm just throwing everything on shuffle or i, I use the <laughs> auto dj which uh, is kind of a combination of the two but um but yeah i'm, I'm always looking for feedback um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Kyle, let's talk about, because you got two concurrent versions running on there on the Play Store. We have the classic and we have the regular 3.0. Now, tell our listeners what the differences are uh, between these two versions and as to whether or not uh, one should get either or or which one, depending on the age of the device, which one to get. Sure. So, classic is my original app that I developed the you know back in 2011 did uh you know wrote the player continued on it got to the point you know uh, google introduced material design so i kind of revamped the ui but it's still all on this old code base that was developed in the gingerbread days it got to the point that it was really hard to maintain but so many people love that uh, that um when i started 3.0 it was not necessarily from scratch, but in the end, I rewrote about 75, 80% of it um, using all the newer libraries that Google has put out. Because back when I first started, if I wanted, if you wanted to do something that wasn't supported by the bare bones API, you had to write something custom. So 2.0 had a lot of custom stuff in there, like that old hollow UI had a lot of custom code in there. And over time, that becomes really hard to maintain, especially after Google releases an update that breaks three-fourths of what you did. And it got to the point that um, it was just really hard to support. So that was so that was the main incentive. And just I wanted to do something new for 3.0. So if you have an older device and you like a UI that's based off of you know a bunch of tabs going back and you know everything in a single tab and, and nice and I'm not gonna say my 3.0 is not responsive, but it works way. Uh, the classic works way better on older devices. That I would still recommend. Sense. I would still recommend trying 3.0, but there's always that option of going back to classic. Uh, the originally, I always want to make. If you look on my website, I have every single, not every single APK or whatever, but the older, uh, like 1.0, 1.1, all all those old versions yeah. available to download, just in case. Because at some point, I drop support for an older version of Android or something like that. So I always wanted to make it available. And when I came out with 3.0. Uh, I only I had it uh, the old one classic. It was two point X um, on my site, but a lot of people just don't want to sideload. So I was fortunate that Google had Google has put a lot of restrictions on some newer versions of Android, mainly file storage, um, and they were planning on enforcing this a few years ago, and they've delayed. So yeah. that let me gave me a little window that I was able to re-upload a new app 
that still followed all the old standards. I didn't have to comply with the new scope storage, if you've ever heard of that. Of um, course. So, so yeah, that's up there. Um, I have about another half year until I will not be able to update it. So if there's critical issues. I'll still update uh, Classic on that. But uh, my focus is on 3.0 because that was about four years of development. Um, I spent a lot, a lot of time on that, um, <laughs> trying to follow all the, the guidelines and everything. And um and yeah, so uh, yeah, and they're both. It's fourteen day trial on both of them, so it's free to try. You know, there's there's no no reason why you can't try them both and see which one you like better. Uh, now, what's the price of um, you know if one wants to be able to remove the ads and get all the uh, functionalities of the app? I know I, I bought mine so long ago, Kyle, that I don't remember. Uh, was it two ninety nine or three ninety nine? I don't even remember the base price. That now. Just want to say, there's no ads. It's just it's a trial, you know. So after oh, the no ad. okay, yeah, yeah you can't, right. yeah, you can't use it after the 14 days. Um, <laughs> okay, so the, the when yeah. you install it, you have every access to the yes, app it's it's for the full 14 app. days. Yes, I 14 see. days. So uh, the the base price is 3.99 US. Uh, recently, I did after talking with a user from India. Like I know the, um, I I guess it's considered very expensive there. So I did lower it to. A hundred of what I rupees, the I guess. Indian, Indian rupees. Yes, Indian rupees, which yeah. I think it brings it down closer to the dollar fifty like range dollar or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the brace price, but I always try to do sales. Uh, there hasn't been any sales lately because I've been mainly cut you know last four years really working a lot on on trying to get 3.0 <laughs> out there. But uh I will be having a 10-year anniversary sale. Most likely fifty percent off in April because I started this on April first, surprisingly in two thousand eleven. Oh, so I was uh, hoping it's not going to come oh. along as an April's Fool kind of thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that'll be a, a week period. Um, so there's no hurry. You can try out that for a while. And I, I'm very specific. I'll say the dates if you look at my blog or Twitter or any of that stuff or my subreddit. You know, I'll, I'll announce the time range so you don't have to just. Buy it right yeah. I encourage you to buy it right away, but you don't have to download it, purchase it, and then if you don't like it, then you know you don't have to ask for a refund. Just give it a try yeah. if you like it, then then you got some time to get it on sale. Because I noticed that you were giving some free codes, um, you know, uh, redemption codes on on subreddit, and I'm like, ah, I already have a a code, and I think that's when I reach out to you and see if you could come on for a little chat with um with us, so our listeners will get to know you and all of that. And so that's how I kind of revitalized, you know, the gone mad. And then I went and re-downloaded because I know I had it, but it's there in my library mm-hmm. and I haven't been playing music much, but then I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I gone mad music. I need to re-download that. And so that's what revitalized or reawakened me back to uh, gone mad music. And then I got in touch with you. Right. It so. sounded like my plan worked. That was why I did the giveaway <laughs> is to get, you know, advertising is expensive. And I've done the, I've, you know, paid for advertising on Reddit and it's, it pretty much, I'm going to say useless. You have to spend a lot of money. So the best way to do it is really through sales um, and giveaways. And if yeah. you want people talking about it, so I, I really rely on word of mouth. Um, and I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I should, I try to respond as best as I can to the users and, you know, not, you know, I, I think a lot of developers just ignore 
you know, the feedback they get and stuff like that. But I always try to respond. So um, yeah. I hope that extra effort, you know, people realize that and they, they recommend it to their friends or family or whatever. All right, guys. So if you are listening to this episode and you want to experience Goon Mad Music, so Cal would be giving you a free uh, redemption code. So you're going to redeem the app. And if you write to us, of course, you have to write to us at contact us at blindandroidusers.com and mention the code. This, are, this is our code. It'll be BAU18, Boy Apple code Uniform 18. If without mentioning that, we will not give you um, the redemption code. So the very few people, the very first that respond, and uh, once they're exhausted, they're exhausted. Sounds good, guys. All right. All right. I have one. Now, I have one last question. Uh, the app is music player, but have you like uh, thought of adding support to chapter markers in odd Like, let's say, like our podcast has chapter markers. There'll be other podcasts with chapter markers. So, if someone downloads an MP3 file and opens it in the music player, can they navigate by chapters then? Because very few apps have this capability. So. That's a very good question. The um, I don't have support for straight up chapter markers. The audio engine itself does. Because if you're familiar with the uh, Q file, let's say you're downloading a dance mix or something like that of 20 some songs, you know, a Q, it's going to be in a single MP3, let's say. Um, the Q file kind of says similar to chapters. This is the start of you know, of track one, track two, and stuff like that. The audio engine itself supports chapters. I just never expanded that for like audiobooks or podcasts or anything like that. And if you've uh, in in 3.0, I did you know make a specific uh, podcast section. Um, you have to add it to the the, the library. Same with audiobooks. So um, that is a good point. I need I will write that down as something to look into because I assume the chapters are just stored somewhere in the tags of the file. If yes. so, that should translate pretty well. Um, so yeah, I can. Uh, I mean, if you want to re- reach out to me, we can discuss it yeah. further on on how that would be. You know, what's a good way to implement that? Because I, I don't, I don't use podcasts players or or anything like that. So I don't know how the chapters yeah. are, are typically handled. So, so I know that Austin said that's the last question, but I do have another question. So people might be curious about uh, what formats does the music player support. Like, does it support MP3 and M4A? What else? Sure. It supports everything that's popular and even less popular. I don't have the full list on me, but off of memory, you have MP3, you know, M4A, all the different various extensions of that, uh, Aug Vorbis, um, AAC, well, yeah, a, a, raw AAC, which is slightly different, uh, Opus, which I know that's a more popular one that, that's. Flack, yes, Flack, and also ALAC. So Apple Lossless is supported. Um, there's some other ones like TTA. What about Wave? W- not, uh, yes, okay. regular Wave. But the the issue with Wave is it's there's really no tags associated with that. Um, I believe a Wave file will play as long as it's uh, PCM format. A Wave you can have a few different ones. Like I, I've had some users contact me about. The one to play their voicemails or something, and it's in a it's in a wave extension, but it's not the, this PCM format, so that doesn't play. But um, if you're you know extracting straight from a CD, 
that is that that's PCM and that will work. Um, I would strongly recommend encoding it to FLAC or ALAC or something like that if you want the lossless uh, uh, style. Yeah. But um, the other ones I can think of, there's WavePack, which is different uh, than Wave. There's Monkey's Audio, which is APE, APE. Um, it, if it's popular, if you've heard of it, very it high chance that supports it, yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the users are either you know, MP, M4A or MP3 and FLAC. Those are probably the three biggest ones. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. So um, we, again, want to thank you for coming on. And, you know, um, hey, how about we do this again? Um, maybe say in a couple of months, three months, you know, from now, you know, give you feedback on uh, what our people are saying about the music player, you know, because we have a forum, you know, at uh, Blind Android Users, um, you know, we, we have blindandroidusers.com. And so, you know, we have a forum uh, called Blind Android Users uh, Forum. And so uh, I would like to give you feedback from as to what people are saying. And also, uh, you know, if you could come back and let's talk a little bit some more down the line. And sure. Most especially yeah. after, you know, we uh, give these free codes to people. I want to keep you abreast with what's going on. Yeah, that sounds good. I always, uh, always like hearing feedback. During that interview with Kyle, you heard us talk about redemption codes. And we do have 10 redemption codes, which we will give you on a first-come, first-served basis, uh, which will enable you to get Gone Mad Music Player for free. So the first 10 listeners who email us on contact us at blindandroidusers.com mentioning the code we mention in the interview with Kyle, that's very important. Uh, you must mention the code we mentioned in the interview with Kyle in your email. The first 10 people to email us with that code um, will receive a redemption code, which will enable them to enjoy this fabulous app for free. It goes without saying that our decision is final and it will be based on the time that your email is received in our inbox. So do take advantage of this. Email us with that code mentioned in the interview uh, on contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And now Austin is going to demonstrate uh, Gone Mad Music Player as it's appropriate that this is our app of the week. So this is the demo of Gone Mad Music Player and I have installed the trial version from the Play Store and I've opened app so when you open the app for the first time it asks you for permissions and allow, allow GoMad to access photos media and files in your device the first media permission output. is files and media allow and photos so I'll allow that GoMad scan started GoMad navigation bar button trial so then there is okay. a thank, thank you for, for downloading, downloading trial this trial will last 14 days please purchase GoMad music player unlocker if you would like to use continue using GMMP after the trial has expired okay button and you click okay GoMad navigation bar button search sort navigation bar button now then there is a navigation bar this is the main window of the app to the left is the navigation Selected. bar Album artist, tab. One of, navigation bar button. and Album. then to the extreme right there is more options, more options. Button. and then sort. to the left of it there is sort search and then to more left there is search navigation bar so button. in the navigation bar we have things like o underscore o underscore sch 34 year 2.mp3 unknown artist we have some mpg files now listed Library, folder, playlists, smart, bookmarks, effects. And you can do some effects here. Settings. And settings. 
not checks. Settings. Help. If we go to settings, there is help. Advanced settings. Off. Switch. And then there is advanced settings. Scanner. Two of eight. Scanner. This will scan for media files. General. Three of eight. UI. Four of eight. And then there is general UI. Artwork. Five of eight. Artwork. Audio. Six of eight. Audio. Bookmarks. Seven of eight. About eight of eight. Bookmarks and then about and the, you can explore these settings and check them out. Album artists. Genres, tab, four of five, sort, out of list. And then after that, there is in the lower part of the app, there Genres, are tab, albums, tab, artists, various tab, tabs. Album artists, tab, one of five. The first tab is album artist. Artists, tab, two of five. The second is artists. Albums, tab, three of five. Then albums. Genres, tab, four of five. Genres. Songs, tab, five of five. Songs. Album art, unknown artist, one of two, enlist artists. And plans. then there are some album art, which is unknown artist. So it will group your audio files that you have on your device. And if it has some ID tags and all those things, it will group them properly. Otherwise, it will be grouped as unknown artists. Menu button. And then we have back to the menu. Progress bar. Out of list artists. Then there is this progress bar. And there is an MP3 file. So to play audio, you just need to double tap on an MP3 file and select to open it with Gone Mad. However, we won't be playing any audio because this is going to be uploaded to YouTube and we don't want any copyright strikes on our channel. But on some phones, like especially the OnePlus, you may have to go into battery optimization and turn off optimized battery for Gone Mad. Otherwise, it won't play the MP3 files. So if it's not playing the file for you, you need to do that. So that was the demo of Gone Mad app. And I hope you like the demo and the app is very accessible. And that is why I think we should support the developer. And there will be a sale of the app around 1st of April. We will let you know when it comes. And by the way, I think uh, Kyle had mentioned in that interview that it's going to be like by 50%. And also another good thing, well, you guys listened to the interview, is that actually he kind of uh, priced it ac according to the region. So in India, the price is cheaper than what you, you would get it for here in the U.S. So uh, definitely someone to support. That's a very good point, Warren, and, and thanks, Austin, for that demo. Obviously, 10 of you uh, won't need to keep an eye out for the sale if you uh, are uh, fast-fingered on your keyboard and uh, follow the instructions previously because you will get your very own copy of this courtesy of the redemption codes that Kyle so kindly shared with us. And finally this week, we have our very own Marion Mosen with the My Android Journey segment. Yeah, so actually, I when I first participated in this amazing podcast, I thought that I really would like to share my Android journey since definitely listeners need to know if, you know, the podcasters have experiences regarding Android and things like that. So I will talk about my Android journey and how it's gotten started. So my Android journey started kind of early when I was a fourth grader. I was nine years old. And I got my first phone, and it was Samsung Galaxy Young. That was a really, really small phone, and the storage in it was like 2 gigabytes. It was just really, you know, really young as it is. So, the first thing, how I got started, I've already, you know, uh, back then I've already learned how to use computer and things like that. And my English teacher, who was my 
you know, who inspired me to start using technologies and assistive technologies since very, very young age. And um, actually, through this podcast, I'd like to thank him so, so much because he taught me a lot of stuff um, in the beginning. And then that led me to what I am right now. So when I got my first Samsung Galaxy Young, he actually did install the Smart Voice and the Volkleiser engine. Back then, I didn't know that it was called Smart Voice. And I was just playing with my phone and, you know, starting to discover things. And back then, I didn't have a Google account or anything like that. I just used it for calling. And just one day, I thought, okay, I do want to use applications. I don't want to use, um, you know, Talking Tom, if you remember this, it was a really, really good game. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was really interested and curious about how would I download things. So I went to my aunt and I told her, like, okay, I do want to download applications. And back then I didn't know what applications meant. I didn't know about the Play Store nor um, Google Chrome or anything like that. So she actually created me an account, a Google account, and then she installed uh, for me some applications that are for kids. I was a fifth grader then, and I started, like, I was as a curious, I started looking at the Play Store, and then I found the search, and then I started downloading and installing apps. So since then, I really wanted to, you know, find out more about new apps, and I started installing things and learning about them and seeing, okay, which one's the best? I, you know, just wanted to learn more. And after that, I started actually communicating with people who are blind and visually impaired who are actually using Android. And I was really glad because I had a lot of questions then. And I found out that, okay, I'm not the only one who uses Android. I'm not the only one who actually does want to have experiences in that section. And then my phone told me, hey, storage is full. I was like, oh, I need to get a new phone. So I actually got the Samsung Galaxy J7. And it was a pretty cool phone then. Um... I really, really, you know, it was 16 gigabytes, and it had, I think, Android uh, Lollipop. Yes, Android Lollipop, and then it's going to update it to Android Marshmallow. So here, I can say that my journey has gotten a little bit of development. I then learned how to use Facebook and Google Chrome browsing as well as, um, you know, learning about other stuff like Messenger and things like that. Then I started looking at updates because when I got my Samsung Galaxy Young um, back in 2014 like, or something, it wasn't, you know, updated. It didn't have any updates. So I didn't have any idea about Android and softwares and, you know, that they're versions of Android. So when I got my Samsung Galaxy J7, I got the update of Marshmallow, and I started looking at how to update and what does update mean? What does um, major update mean? And also, what does minor update mean? If it's security update or it's actually an Android update that comes from Google. 
since then, I was kind of up to date. I learned about a lot of stuff. I looked for things. And in actually 2019, I joined the Ice Free mail list by accident. I heard about it, you know, uh, from a friend. He was like, okay, there's a list that Google has, you know, created to, you know, has created for years to share experiences and developers can actually communicate with um, blinds and stuff and they can talk and ask questions. So I joined the Ice Free and found a whole new world. And I was really glad, but, you know, months after I joined, I knew that Ice Free has actually would be just for announcements. And then I joined the Anitad back then mailing list. And I knew about Warren, Austin, and a lot of pretty cool people who actually knew about Android. And this mail list just gave me a lot of knowledge. I, you know, when you find people who actually share your passion about Android, who actually defend that Android is accessible, that's when you feel like, okay, I'm using something good. And in my Android journey, I've used iOS. I've used a couple phones that were iOS. I've used iPhone 5S and then iPhone 7S. And to be honest, I didn't enjoy my self as I would enjoy myself with Android. And I left the iOS thing with, you know, because I wanted to leave it. I didn't want to use iOS. So after I left my my iPhone 7S, I've gotten a Samsung Galaxy A7 2018. And I'd say that I haven't used any Android phone except Samsung. Um, but on the other hand, I have actually helped people to install their screen readers because since I've learned Android, my English teacher is my idol. He was actually helping people have to use uh, Android and installing things. So I decided, okay, I want to be like him. And I started helping people in my school and answering questions, learning about new things every single day and installing their screen readers. So that actually has given me a lot of, you know, experiences when it comes to that. Android is not accessible. I want to just say that Android is developing every day. And, you know, there are a lot of people who actually use Android and who enjoy it. And I'm one of them, proudly. Um, I know still support Android because I don't like people who just make fun of Android and say like, okay, this is Android, it's nothing. And um, I don't say, you know, I don't mean that iOS is bad, but what I do mean that everything has disadvantages and advantages. And with the days, definitely I did find some disadvantages for, you know, Android. But I was patient, and even though there were some, you know, negative things that happened to me when I was using Android, but at the same time, I just enjoyed Android. I felt like open source for me is a better thing. And as you all know, it's actually developing and developing every day. So this is my Android journey. It was full of action and things. And I've gotten viruses. And I have formatted my phones. I have learned a lot. And my screen reader has stopped. And, you know, that's when I decided to learn to myself. That's when I decided to, you know, I, I won't wait for someone to fix my stuff. I will just learn to fix my things. That's when I learned to format stuff, to fix my screen reader, if it's gotten crashed. You know, that's how we learn, through 
um, you know, under bad circumstances, unfortunately. So yeah, that's my entire journey. Thanks, Mariam. I know you said that you've you've used Samsung's uh, thus far. Do you think that'll continue, or do you think you'll you'll be tempted to try a different manufacturer for your next phone? Uh, I'm actually in the middle of getting a new phone, and I'm still confused about getting whether getting Samsung or getting Pixel. But I think that I would change to another brand. Yeah, watch this space then. I think that'll be Google Pixel because I love it. I'm just curious about it. It uh, seems cool to me. But you know, Samsung phones are actually very good phones. Um, just for the record, especially the hardware. Um, I think in Android. Yeah, now, that's why I love Samsung. They have the best. You know, I have my phone. They always fall, and something. You know, nothing happens. And also, what actually grabs my attention when it comes to Samsung as well is they actually care about accessibility and things. And they had the voice assistant, so I didn't use any side of help when I was formatting my phone or anything like that. And the accessibility in Samsung phones definitely helped me a lot. And that brings us to the end of this week's Blind Android Users podcast. Austin, do you want to go through the various ways people can contact us and be in touch? To contact us, you can send an email to us at contactus at blindandroidusers.com. You can subscribe to our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram group. The link is in the show notes and it will be in the website also. It is there. And you can follow us on Twitter. The link is in the website. And don't forget to come and subscribe to the new YouTube channel that we started. You can now listen to a podcast on YouTube with some popcorn. And we will be going live very soon. I hope to go live on YouTube very shortly. Thanks, Austin. It's goodbye from us and see you next week. Thank you. Adios, amigos y amigas. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day. Music